0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It's Tuesday, April 13th in the morning. You're getting two pods today, and they're both about quarterbacks. We are in the middle of our individual episodes uh, detailing quarterback prospects to get you ready for the upcoming NFL draft. Today will be Trevor Lawrence with Chris Trapasso. Later on today, we will have Zach Wilson with Josh Edwards. And then coming up throughout the week, Trey, uh, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and of course, Mac Jones, as you might note, with Ryan Wilson. Uh, make sure and check <laughs> out Ryan Wilson's Mock Draft Monday 9.0. Ryan Wilson's 33rd Mock Draft in the feed. And since it's Tuesday, you know what else you can do? That's right. You can cruise on over to Paramount Plus and check out some Champions League. The pressure continues to mount as the world's top teams compete for soccer's most coveted trophy. The Champions League is down to the final eight and you can stream every match live on Paramount Plus as they cut the field to four teams following this week's second leg of the quarterfinal stage. Don't miss a minute of world class soccer, including PSG versus Baron Munich and Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news and a mountain of entertainment. Go to Paramount Plus. .com to try it for free. Joining me now to talk about Trevor Lawrence, Christian Passer, traps. What's up, buddy?
1: Well, I was just going to say if Ryan Wilson was not coming on to talk Mac Jones, that would have been a really bad planning by Debo, but I didn't think he would do that, but I'm honored to talk about Trevor Lawrence. To me, the best quarterback prospect that we have ever
0: seen. Ever in the history of professional football. Pretty much,
1: I mean, if we're going back into the sixties and fifties i i no, don't no, no, know no. We, I all, can... we would
0: only we only do the modern the modern era ever since... modern era let's do from the merger on nineteen seventies i mean on to be to be perfectly frank, you can probably snuff out like anybody before the eighty four draft and that's not to say that those guys weren't good or great or whatever, but I mean, scouting, not exactly the same. You know what I mean? So I think that's almost the the starting point when you have John Elway coming in as one of the top prospects of all time. Um, I've listed the four guy, the other three guys that I put Trevor Lawrence with and it's where it's, it's, it's the three guys where if you were offered someone's entire draft for the number one pick, you would turn it down. Um, unless they flexed on you like John Elway and made them, made you trade them somewhere else, but John (laughs) Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck are the three guys, and we know Andrew Luck, the Browns did offer their entire draft, and and the Colts said no, and they took Andrew Luck, and it looked like it was going to work out, but then mm, didn't. Um, So you put Trevor Lawrence ahead of all of those guys.
1: I did, and this was kind of a task. This was an article I got assigned last week, and being a huge draft nerd, I I wanted to get this right, or at least not to just throw willy-nilly a top four rankings out there. I actually had, I know you're going to disagree with this, I actually had Peyton Manning fourth in that list, and that's not using hindsight. We know Peyton Manning, one of the top three to five quarterbacks ever. I had him at four, and I'll be quick with these. I had him at four because even going back in 1998 when there weren't as many athletic quarterbacks, Peyton Manning was kind of viewed as like a middle-of-the-road athlete with a middle-of-the-road arm. Everything he did cerebrally and reading coverage and his accuracy was top-notch, but I actually found – a Peter King profile where he had a panel of Bill Walsh, Mike Shanahan. I forgot who the other, there was one other prominent name where there was a legitimate debate between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And Bill Walsh was like, I don't know about Peyton Manning. I would pick someone else and then pick Brian Greasy in round mm. two. So like there was definitely. By, by the way, the, uh,
0: the panel, the panel was made up of, uh, Tampa I found the article clicking through from your article. The panel yeah. is made up of, uh, Buccaneers director of player personnel, Jerry Angelo. Uh, hmm. Sid Gilman, one of the uh, innovators of the West Coast offense. Oh, ouch. West Coast off, coach offense. That type has been there for 30 years. Um, somebody get an editor on that. Uh, <laughs> Broncos coach Mike Shanahan, which interestingly enough, obviously, uh, had some success with John Elway. Uh, former yeah. Giants quarterback and Super Bowl MVP Phil Sims, UCLA coach Bob Toledo. Who uh, played Tennessee and Washington State? This is the Leaf Manning one, yeah. Um, and yeah. for and former 49ers coach Bill Walsh. So yeah, yeah. Pretty... So
1: there was like some thought that like Manning, like th- there was definitely debate between Manning and Law Lo- and Leaf, and also just that Manning wasn't physically there. Like he wasn't this crazy athlete. And I think with the other three, I had John Elway at three because of what you already hinted at, all of the off-field, the diva stuff, not wanting to play for the Colts. He was going to play for the Yankees. I thought that 30 for 30 uh, from Elway to Marino, that documentary did a great job yeah. like showing how he really just said, I'm not going to play for the Colts. And his dad was involved and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So he was at three. He checked all the physical boxes, but he was at three because Andrew Luck checked those physical boxes, but there was zero off field concerns. He was like an architect major, graduated early from Stanford, no concerns. He said, I'll play for any team. I don't care who it is. Um, and then I put Lawrence one ahead of luck, even though we know from luck's combine, he was actually a really good athlete. He was that sneaky fast or sneaky athletic white quarterback. I think Trevor Lawrence is a little more sudden and can be used in the design run game a little bit more than Andrew luck was. I mean, quarterbacks outside a lot, of Cam a lot Newman. More. A lot more. Like we saw like 40, 50, 60 yard runs from Trevor Lawrence that luck couldn't have pulled off. I mean, everything else.
0: I think Lawrence, if you're ranking them as runners, Lawrence, Elway, Luck, or Elway, that feels, that feels, uh, uh, sacrilegious. Yeah, you kind of have
1: to do it. I think you have to do it like based on the era, because I mean, maybe, Lawrence would completely dwarf Elway with his athleticism now, but Elway (laughs) was considered one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league when he played. But Lawrence just doesn't have any clear-cut off-field or athleticism or arm strength flaws. So when I was just ticking the boxes, I was like, Lawrence is the best quarterback prospect in the last 40 years.
0: Okay, that's fair. I will point out that Bill Walsh said – I don't want to say it's so, so I think it's just of interest and we'll get to Trevor Lawrence, the prospect in a second, but the reality is that this guy's been, it's, we're, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about his weaknesses and we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about where he's getting drafted because he doesn't have a lot. He's going to the Jaguars and he's going first overall and it's never been a question. I, I was just sort of scanning through this profile. This, this is a really good read. I'm going to. It's fascinating. Save, save it a pocket, but, uh, Bill Walsh said, he said, Of of Manning, I don't see Favre or Elway. I see those guys on the next level, but Manning seems to be more pro ready than Leaf, and I think that's fair. Like Peyton Manning wasn't a, didn't have that athleticism. He he was more when you watch him at Tennessee and go back and watch the highlights, or if you watch him back then, he's more athletic than you remember. You know, um, just in terms, he could run it for a touchdown from in the red zone. wasn't wasn't fast. He's a pocket passer. Um, Favre and Elway showed you stuff. When they got to the pros, that's like, you know, next level athleticism that's really more in line with what we see now from quarterbacks. And so I, I, you know, I, I do think there would be some, I, I guess, I guess my point is that when you talk about Manning as it relates to where he stood as a prospect, I think one, having Ryan Leaf in that draft made a difference too. Like people were like, well, yeah. if it's a debate between Leaf and Manning, how good of a prospect could he be? Um, and then two, you know, the lack of, you know, athleticism and flash and that is what we get into as prospects, but ultimately Manning's pedigree was, you know, I mean, his dad's a former NFL quarterback, a star NFL quarterback. And obviously Eli was playing very well at the time, uh, at, at Old Miss, I believe is a young player, but the point being is that Manning to me was almost like a can't miss just because of his, of, like you knew he was going to. Show up and be a high level professional and, 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 but we're, we're nitpicking between elite players here. Also interesting quote from Bill Walsh, by the way, on here. Um, I'd pick another top player. He says he wouldn't take Manning or, uh, Leaf and then I'd take Brian Greasy in the second round. I think he has the tools to be special. You know, it'd be interesting. Brian Greasy in a Bill Walsh offense makes a lot of sense. So I'm not surprised oh, yeah. he, he suggested that. But like, if you put Peyton Manning in a Bill Walsh offense, he'd run it to perfection. So I, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, at any, at any rate. So I don't, I don't, I sort of lost my place looking at that. I, so I would disagree in talking about, I would have Peyton won. And I, I, I mean, I didn't scout Elway. I mean, so it's tough to say because you think about it. Yeah, I mean, and like even, so I think I'd go Elway to, I, I would have Lawrence above Luck and maybe above Elway. And, and that's, and that's really more of a recency bias, age, age thing. Um, Elway, certainly an incredible prospect coming out. Um, you know, I think with Luck, there were some sort of concerns that he might, it, it was like so, similar to the Peyton Manning stuff where it's like, oh, you know, he's, does he have the arm strength? Are we sure he's not just like working this cerebrally? And he's like, a, you know, he's like, he, you know, there wasn't this brashness about him that, that, like Elway had. I think Lawrence is a little bit closer to Elway, but certainly a very modest young man. I mean, he's, you know, um, very religious, very, you know, um, off field, just a, you know, no questions whatsoever about him. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is that like, I feel like, Elway, the, the flash that you get with Elway and with Lawrence as athletic prospects tends to move them up the board a little bit because you think you can unlock more than what you might even be able to get from Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, which seems kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, and I think in the end, uh you could have 15 different analysts on here and they could give you different combinations. The margin between all four of those is so tiny that I don't really think it matters. It's pretty insignificant. They are the elite of the elite, and it's super nitpicky to, like, knock John Elway for not wanting to go to the Colts or knock Peyton Manning, who was operating like a 10 year veteran when he was 21 years old at Tennessee, like they're all elite. So to have Lawrence at one, that's just how I feel now, but your rankings, Ryan Wilson's rankings, John Breach's rankings, they're all, it's like ranking for potential hall of famers.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about Lawrence the prospect coming up after the break, the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived Six six, yeah. I thought he was like six four. He's six no, he's six. Tall. Golly. That's, he's a big guy. Six six, two thirty. You know, it's not many quarterbacks above six five have actually been good in the NFL. No, he doesn't he true. doesn't play like six six, though. Like my no. my my pal Mike Glennon um and Joe Flacco, like those dudes play like they're six six. So Trevor you uh, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Lawrence does not play like he's 6'6", but he's 6'6", 213, uh, 10-inch hands, won the national championship in 2018, was the 2020 Heisman Trophy runner-up, uh, two-time first-team All-ACC. I thought he was the ACC Player of the Year. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, in 2020, completed 69.2% of his passes, 3,153 passing yards, 24 touchdowns and five interceptions. Finishes his career at Clemson, over 10,000 passing yards with 90 touchdowns, 17 picks, 943 passing, rushing yards, and 18 touchdowns over the 66.6 yikes uh, percent completion percentage over the course of three years. What's interesting about him, Traps, is that I think, okay, when he came on the scene as a true freshman and took over for Kelly Bryant and led the led the Clemson led Clemson and and Sweeney's team to a national championship, beating in the process. Uh the Ohio State Buckeyes, a very good Ohio State team, coached by Urban Myers, who's about to be his. I think they had Urban that year, right? That wasn't Ryan Day. That's yeah, I think, so. I, think I, think so. I think. Yeah, may, I could be wrong, but either way, Urban Meyer watched the game closely. Um, and uh, and then whipping, whipping Nick Saban's Alabama team, uh, in the finals. I almost think that people got down on him a little bit over the ensuing two years, or maybe cooled a little bit just because. He didn't replicate that freshman season. I would argue, however, that the second half of his sophomore year, he actually looked more in command of the offense and looked like he was growing as a passer, particularly after the the, the very narrow overtime win against Carolina, uh, where people were like, "Oh, Clemson's maybe a fraud." Like, "Oh, Clemson, you know, they can't, they're not going to win it all this year." Um, and while they didn't win two more titles, I I did think that he developed more as a passer. There are certainly some things that you could nitpick on and We'll get to that in a second from his, from his third year and, and, you know, some of the games against Ohio state and you know losing play callers, but I mean, there's a lot to like here. So what would you uh, identify as his primary strengths? Well, physically,
1: and we already talked about it, but in terms of his arm talent, and that's to me, the ability to not just throw strikes all over the field from a clean pocket, but like off platform throws, throwing on the run when there's a linebacker coming through the a gap, ready to, knock his helmet off, he can still make a crazy throw 30, 40 yards down the field. Crazy arm talent, not like uh Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen level arm, but close. He'll be a top 10 quarterback in terms of arm strength. We know what he can do in the design run game. I think he's like a pretty natural runner, like following his blockers, cutting. Like you said, he's not like a stiff power forward in the NBA. Like he can really move at six foot six, uh, sink his hips, juke a linebacker a safety so physically he really brings it and I think to your point about early in his college career that really opened everyone's eyes to how good he was to decimate that Alabama defense at like 19 years old his birthday's in October so he turned 19 or he was 18 when he started playing at Clemson Turned 19 and then the processing the decision making the accuracy against an Alabama defense that we know has like seven or eight future NFL players on it every single season if not more than that if you're counting underclassmen and I remember Nick Costos our former buddy said that right after that game still still our buddy
0: buddy, former former co-worker
1: is what I meant to say that right after that game he was like I would take him as the Giants quarterback tomorrow like and so it was bound to be a regression in terms of how people view Trevor Lawrence but We've seen that a lot, like a, a, a top-end quarterback will have a really good freshman, sophomore, junior season, and then kind of dip in year two or year three. There was a little bit of a shaky start early in his sophomore season in 2019, yep. but I think Lawrence rebounded and ultimately got as close as he could get to living up to that ridiculous, true freshman season. Like Sam Darnold's breakout season, um, he never really lived up to that at USC. Uh, there's countless number of quarterback prospects that get a lot of buzz after one really good season early in their college careers. And like nine times out of 10, they get noticeably worse. I don't think I agree with you. I don't think Lawrence got worse, had a little shaky start, but I think he rebounded and that's really important. That's not really tangible. You can't point to that in a stat book, but he checks all the physical boxes. I think he's pretty close mentally. And he's only 21 years old. That was actually yeah. one of the other reasons I had him ahead of Andrew Luck in my rankings. Oh, that's Luck a good point. And Manning.
0: Manning was older. was old. were Manning. older. Yeah.
1: Luck turned 23 in his rookie season. Trevor Lawrence is going to only turn 22. So you're getting this quarterback that – and I've always said this about Trevor Lawrence. He's like two or three years ahead of where like even top quarterback prospects are. What he was doing, like you mentioned, at 19, 19 years old – against an Alabama defense showing no fear, throwing the football all over the field through tight windows. Nick Saban's defense is an NFL defense in terms of his coverage complexity, blitz complexity, and Trevor Lawrence just standing there as a 19-year-old dicing it up. So we've seen really good quarterback play from Andrew Luck, from Peyton Manning. They're 22, 23, and their 50th start in college. Lawrence was doing these things at such an early age. That's why there's been so much buzz for him for so long, and I think it's justified.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree at all. I mean, I, I, any, any talk of like Zach Wilson being a better quarterback prospect than Andrew Luck was, I mean, then the Trevor Lawrence was stupid. I mean, like, no no offense to anybody who put it out there who might be listening or anybody who sees that and when they're watching it, but you got to rethink what you're, you got to rethink what you're doing if you, if you feel that way. Now, can Zach Wilson have a better career than Trevor Lawrence? Sure. Sure. You know, I mean, like, you know, Russell Wilson had a better career than Andrew Luck. You know, I mean, you know, and still is, I mean, it's, You know, it can happen for sure. I mean, that's, it's not out of the question. That's how, that's how this all works. But, um, one of the other things too, when I talk about that bounce back in the sophomore year, I felt like, and it was interesting because it was happening at the same time, is like down the stretch of the 20, I guess it was the 2019 season, um, Patrick Mahomes was playing the best he's, the best he'd played at that point in time, in my opinion, um, in Andy Reid's offense but it wasn't registering on the statistical level. And that's why I told people, like, leading up to the playoffs, I was like, you need to bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, 6-1. to If they get that two seed, they're going to have a great path. Uh, And Mahomes is playing better than it shows. Like, people are looking at the numbers, but they're not seeing that he's mastering this offense. And I thought that's what Trevor Lawrence did at the exact same time, was like, he wasn't putting up huge numbers, but they were, you know, once that Carolina loss was close, they bludgeoned everybody. He, he wasn't even, you know, he didn't have to put up huge numbers, but he was mastering the offense. Now, so, so I mean, I guess, you know, you could point to the, the struggles there. I think you can point to the struggles against Ohio State in the, um, you know, in, in, in the playoffs this year. If you're pointing towards weaknesses for Trevor Lawrence, what are you looking at?
1: All right. I've already said earlier that it's nitpicking with anything with sure. these top, these elite quarterback prospects. So this is nitpicking. I think at times Trevor Lawrence gets a little bit frantic under pressure and that's just Ooh. at times. Sometimes he drifts away from pressure, keeps his head up, looks like Drew Brees inside the pocket, who to me, him and Tom Brady are the two best at just subtly moving away from pressure and throwing to their second or third read. But at times we saw it in the Ohio state game, you mentioned. In the national title game against LSU two years ago, I thought he was getting a little more pressure than normal, uh, was holding onto the football a little bit too long, was throwing it as he was getting hit. He can be a little frantic. So I think if you're the Jaguars, you, you really need to shore up that offensive line for him to just get the most out of him. Sure. His uh, his miss tends to be a little high, and I think he likes to throw the ball over the middle. He's not afraid to throw it anywhere. If you're missing high over the middle, that could lead to some interceptions. Um and you will not see on film very often him sliding and at 66213 he's kind of lanky and we saw him take a bunch of big hits uh, in college especially in the college football playoffs sean wade cracked him in that semi game two years ago uh he needs to learn to protect his body a little bit better i think honestly he kind of reminds me of robert griffin the third as a runner like he'll mm. dive for that extra yardage does have that breakaway speed too but you would rather him be more like russell wilson than just get out of bounds or do a baseball slide because he's going to take big hits and he kinds of kind of leaves himself susceptible to those. So those are my three, like, nitpicking weaknesses where I could see things going a
0: little astray with him early in his career. Look, he's had, you know, I mean, he's had a lot of success running the football at the college level. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's part of that is, that having that ability will, you know, will, will, will. It's part of his game. Yeah, but it like makes you, it like compels you to run more. And I think that's going to be a problem. Like, you know, it'd be very interesting to see how, how I I think going to Urban Meyer, I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to be a good NFL coach. I do think Urban Meyer will get the most out of Trevor Lawrence or be able to develop Trevor Lawrence and will put him in a position to succeed with quick throws, with the offense he uses. They're going to design a plan for him. They'll use his legs some, but we'll try to keep him in the pocket and and anchored there. They use the franchise tag on Cam Robinson. Um, you know, if you talk about a pro comp, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, we sort of covered it, right? Right? I mean, like you can't. It's not like you're gonna be like RG3 with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you did comp up to RG3, but you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the shades of pro comp you you would go with here? All right, so I've initially was just like a more athletic
1: version of Andrew Luck. I was bored with that. That was too lame. I think he is a more polished version of Justin Herbert. And I don't know why I haven't seen that anywhere else
0: because like, you no, know, Ryan Wilson six, said that. Ryan Wilson said that. He's like, oh, okay. oh, no, wait, yeah, no, he said, yeah, he said on the podcast, he's like, what you want Trevor Lawrence to be is what Justin Herbert ended up being, yeah. you know, like basically in, in his first year. And I was a big fan of Justin
1: Herbert. He was actually my number three quarterback last year, but I had him graded like in the top 10. Like I thought he was going to be pretty good because, uh, of everything that what we ultimately saw, the arm strength, the athleticism. I thought he got, not too much for his accuracy and Trevor Lawrence isn't like surgically accurate. He'll miss some throws from time to time, but he can make up for it with his big arm and how well he reads coverage. So I just think a better mover inside the pocket version of Justin Herbert. And I think after the season that he had, any team would sign up for that.
0: And I assume when you, you know, if you if he's the best prospect you've ever, you know, in, in your opinion, and he's, again, he's up there in my top four. If I'm picking quarterbacks, I mean, but the ceiling is. Uh, Peyton Manning? I don't know. Like, what's the ceiling? like. Hall. I mean, the ceiling, maybe, maybe it doesn't need to be a name that's the ceiling. Maybe the ceiling is just multiple Super Bowls, Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I think the ceiling, I was going to lean in that direction too, that that if you're talking about a more polished version of Justin Herbert, you're projecting that out 15, 20 years. You're talking multiple all-pro seasons, maybe an MVP or two, and then you put all those accolades together, you could be talking Hall of Fame. Like he has that type of, Talent and just physical and mental makeup to be a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: All right, so maybe the more interesting question is, what is the floor for 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 Trevor Lawrence? Because I, I mean, I guess you could say that it's Andrew Luck, in that you know he gets injured a bunch. You know, Has has uh, some Pro Bowl seasons early on. Is able to carry his team to the playoffs. Never really gets. I guess they get to the Conference Championship game, but got blown out. You know, never. You know. Makes some noise, but never really threatens for a Super Bowl and suffers injuries and is forced to leave the game early. I mean, that's, which is not like, it's football, man. That happens.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if you're looking at Trevor Lawrence as a career arc, I think what you just outlined with Andrew Luck is perfect because of of what I said earlier that he doesn't—he's not afraid to take a hit inside the pocket. He doesn't slide. That was a big problem with Andrew Luck—that that that lacerated kidney or spleen, whatever he had—that hit earlier in his career was kind of what started him to think about retirement so early at 29. So, but I think as a player, I think his floor is actually Matt Ryan, like someone that is just going to stick around forever. He's gonna be completing sixty five percent of his passes, throwing for four thousand yards. You'll see a few games where he throws four or five interceptions and you're and he kind of gets dogged for it. But in general, you're like, Matt Ryan is still a good quarterback. His teams are typically among the top fifteen to ten offenses in the league. I, I don't see individually how Trevor Lawrence, because of how talented he is and how far ahead he is mentally, could be any worse in terms of his floor than how Matt Ryan has played in his career.
0: Okay, that's. I mean, look, that's a that's fair, and I mean, you know, Matt Matt Ryan won an MVP. It's like it's where it's like if he gets the right coaching, he's gonna and 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 they don't screw up the team around him. He's gonna have a chance to you know to be a dangerous. So yeah, I think I think that's a fair like an individual floor. Without, you know, accounting for the team, what the team does and all the, and anything that is outside of his control, um, injury wise, et cetera. That's, that's a good comp. I like that. Matt Ryan, perfectly fine. Borderline Hall of Famer right now, probably gets in eventually. Uh, if he keeps playing, if Trevor Lawrence has that kind of career and he plays for 15, 20 years, you know, 10, 15 years, he's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame anyway, too. But, yeah, I like that have the Super Bowls. I guess that's, that's, high expectations, but such as, uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown traps. Uh, great stuff. Good breakdown of Trevor Lawrence. Of course, make sure and keep checking out. All of our quarterback prospect podcast in the feed. Appreciate it, dude. Thanks, Will.